coming to you from the Jewel of the Pacific. We are Hope and Her. Welcome to the Hope and Her show. I'm Ashley. And I'm Audrey. And we are so excited that you all are tuning in today. Boy, do we have a topic for you. We are going to be discussing selfless service. Ooh. Are we going to get some hate mail for this? I don't know. I hope not. I hope not either. I mean, it's not like we're saying, you know, be a doormat to your spouse. We're just simply saying, serve your spouse. So let's go ahead and dive into some definitions of selfless service so we can kind of lay the foundation of our topic for today. So selfless, to be concerned more with the needs and wishes of others than with one's own. And service is the action of helping or doing work for someone. Here at the Hope and Her Show, we believe that the key to unlocking the door to a happy relationship is learning how to best serve one another. Right. So, you know, to prepare for this, we've been preparing for this show for a couple of weeks. And actually, we drag in our spouses as kind of Mm -hmm. test subjects. We love you guys. You guys are awesome. So together, we decided to read A Couple's Guide to a Growing Marriage by Gary Chapman. A Bible study, right? And it was, it was a lot of fun, and it was very eye-opening. Mm-hmm. And there was something in here, I believe it was in chapter 4, that Gary Chapman said, In a good marriage, there is no king or queen shouting commands, only servants looking for ways to meet the needs of others. Jesus mm-hmm. said that the road to greatness is the road of service. See Mark chapter 10, verse 43. And I think that says something right there. The ability to serve your spouse was given to all of us. But are you exercising that ability on a daily basis? Are you putting forth the effort to serve your spouse? And that's something that we wanted to take to our Instagram audience because we wanted to know. We wanted to hear from you all. You know, how are you displaying selfless service? And so let's go through the questions that we asked. Yeah, we, we had some interesting feedback. Yeah. So number one was, do you withhold affection from your partner when you feel disconnected? And 75% said yes, and 25% said no. How did that make you feel, Aj? Right. seen that. Okay, so first of all, I was, I was a little shocked, but not by them. I was not judging them like, okay, you guys are a bunch of animals. That did not <laughs> run through my mind. What, what I immediately thought was, wow, we have an honest crowd here. Yeah, me too. Thank you for being like just super transparent with us. You have no idea how much we appreciated that. Like mm-hmm. because you weren't just being honest with us, but you were actually being honest with yourselves. Mm-hmm. And that can be really hard. Like, okay, yeah, I I do that. Mm-hmm. Yep, this is an issue for me. Yeah, I mean, we've both had our own uh, own moments in our own marriages, right? Exactly. There have been times in our marriage where we may have felt disconnected from our spouse and kind of drawn back or kind of went off and did our own thing solo. It's happened. It's, it is a common thing that happens. But it's what we do when we realize that this is not going to work for the long term. Right. Right. Because I can actually do a lot of damage mm-hmm. to a relationship by, you know, just disconnecting when you're not feeling great with each other and you're not talking about it and you just just go in separate directions. Mm-hmm. That's not healthy. It's not. It's not healthy. I'll tell you this much. It's in my opinion, it's important to start these habits, right? Mm-hmm. That become ingrained in who you are. Mm-hmm. And that helps what your automatic response is going to be. Yeah. And that's so true because sometimes we do need to change those automatic responses. Okay. When he upsets me, I automatically withdraw or I automatically get super frustrated. Whatever it is, sometimes we need to 
do that self-reflection and say, how can I have a better reaction to when my spouse does this or when my spouse does that? You know, it's a work in progress. It really is. And like Give yourself s- grace. Yeah. And, and, you know, make those small changes so that your habits can reflect the new you. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, if you could be honest with us mm-hmm. on that question, then you absolutely can be honest with, with yourself. And we don't want to judge you guys. We absolutely don't because we love you. And we've mm-hmm. had our own moments. Yep. Before we came on, I, I told Ashley this story that happened in my own marriage. A couple of years ago, I had this super immature moment where I stormed upstairs, I took the pillows off the bed and a blanket, and I threw it in the hallway for my husband, and I closed the door because I'm like, buddy, you are not coming into this bed tonight. And I felt so bad, though. I felt horrible afterwards. Yeah, and I've had moments like that, too. Me and my spouse have gotten to a disagreement, and then at the end of the night, he just doesn't even come to the room. He's like, yeah, I'm not, not even, stepping in the yeah, lines. Not even den. going into the lines den with her out of here, you know. And he's <laughs> he's like, I'm gonna just go ahead and reflect on the couch. Thanks, sweetie. You know. Yeah. So we wanted to to give you guys just like a few tips, right? That that you could use in those moments, right? Instead yeah. of doing more harm, you're going to do some good. Yeah. And these are some things that we looked up when we were like, okay, if you are feeling disconnected. How can you reconnect with your spouse? Um, And what are some good tips for reconnecting and not just leaving it as is and saying, oh, we're disconnected. It's their fault. Or, oh, we're disconnected. I don't know why. Let's, you know, do the work and do some self-reflection and figure out what we can do to rekindle the connection. Right. Let's let's learn how to make a plan mm-hmm. and then put that plan into action. So Ashley came up with something really cool. And I would say it's just smart. The first one I thought about was just reflect on their good qualities. You know, what attracted you to your spouse in the first place? What attracted you to them? Was it, you know, their looks? Was it their gentle spirit? Was it the way that they talk to you? Whatever attracted you to them in the first place is something I want you to think about and reflect on and say, okay, this is what I really love about my spouse. And those qualities are still there. And instead of getting upset and getting angry because we disconnected, I'm going to choose to focus on the good and the positive that is still very prevalent in my relationship. Right. Instead of focusing on, well, they're just a bad person. Mm -hmm. They've turned into a monster. They're a monster. Right. Yeah. You're looking for the lovable traits about this person. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, I, I occasionally have to do that. If I get a little annoyance, I, I look at my spouse and I think he is one of the most thoughtful people I've ever known. He would not purposely do something mm-hmm. to be purposely thoughtless. He mm-hmm. wouldn't do that. Yeah. And those are things that I have to remind myself. And I think that's a great point, Aunt, because I think we automatically go to, they did this maliciously, you know? I think that's it, yeah. Yeah, and that's not true, yeah. And it's it's not always true. Uh, Very rarely do we find anyone's spouse who does something maliciously, you know? He maliciously forgot to take out the trash again, you know? How dare he? (laughs) And so it's just like, if those small things are causing the disconnection, they need to just be talked about, communicate. We always want to encourage you all to communicate. Right. And so here are a few tips. Mm -hmm. Again, this is about forming a habit that will become ingrained into who you are and what your responses are. Mm -hmm. So even if you're feeling disconnected, there are some easy things that you can do that'll actually help instead of cause further harm. 
So one of the things I thought about was being able to say yes to your spouse. Mm. Because it's interesting, as time goes on, it gets easier and easier to say no to them. Yeah. But you have to remember that if you're always saying no, Mm. then that partner is going to feel lonely. They're going to feel alone in that relationship. Yeah. And that's so true. I mean, sometimes you really just got to step outside of yourself and say, you know what? Yes. You know, and that even goes for like, um, you know, intercourse. Like we've heard that. We've read studies. We've seen things that say if you say yes, you might not initially feel aroused or the initial desire. But as you start to be intimate with your spouse and kissing and he's saying sweet, you know, sweet words and all these things, then you start to get into the mood. But you never will get there if you automatically start with no every time. You'll never be able to really enjoy um, some things and benefits that can come from simply saying yes. Exactly. And, you know, it's interesting that you bring up physical intimacy because my next point was making it a habit to go to bed with them at the same time. Mm. But that's only, you know, if the schedule allows for it, because we understand that sometimes schedules don't line up. They might work at night or your husband's in the military. But when you're together to go to bed at, at the same time, because bedtime is usually the most relaxing part of the day. Mm hmm. Right. You don't have a million things going on. You're just you're laying there. Yeah. And And it's just a simple thing. Yeah. Because that's a very simple tip, like inviting your spouse to go to bed when you're going to bed. Just say, you know, hey, I'm getting ready to go to bed. Love if you would join me, you know, and it's just the small things. I think sometimes we overlook the small things and want to jump to the huge, big, flashy Uh, solutions. Yeah. And that's intimidating. Like, oh, my gosh, I have to do that. Yeah. That's exhausting. This is super simple. Mm -hmm. Use this time to go to bed together, just relax, and you can cuddle. I mean, research has shown that cuddling makes each other feel a little more nurtured. Oh. Right? Yeah. You feel more nurtured and relaxed when you're cuddling with another human. Yeah. Okay. I can see that. Yeah. You use this time to talk and relax and and yes even have physical intimacy mm-hmm. that's another way to feel more connected instead of disconnect so right? true yeah and so here's another tip go on a date but do something yes. different yeah if you always go to the movies with your spouse mm-hmm. let's switch it up one the movies doesn't typically foster communication because you're probably would be frowned upon if you were talking to your spouse in the middle of a movie. And so it would be great to go out and do something else, a bowling, a game night, double date, you know, going on a a race car track, something that you guys haven't done in a while that you would both enjoy. I mean, if your chess is your thing, hitting up a chess tournament, look, we are not judging. We are not going to judge you for that. (laughs) Whatever it is you want to do with your spouse that you think that, oh, they would really love. And it doesn't have to be expensive. Mm-hmm. I mean, that might intimidate you. Okay, we don't have that much money. I mean, go on Living Social or, or Groupon. Oh, yeah, Groupon. I mean, that's awesome. what we do for our more unique dates. Okay, we're going to get a discount on something. I mean, we have signed up to do this winery tour Ooh. on horseback. Uh-huh. Fancy. Yes, we signed up on Groupon for that. And by the way, that's not an advertisement. I'm just, <laughs> I sound like an ad right now, but it's just something unique and Uh and different to share with each other an experience to share with each other Um, you're making fun memories yeah you're seeking fun memories you're seeking the experience 
there's something that can be said with fostering a unique experience and sharing that with your spouse and being like, wow, remember when we did this? Or, you know, and if you don't have any remember wins in the past 90 days, you guys need to go out. Mm -hmm. Go out and make a, a memory together and share an experience um, that's just unique to you both. What's something that you both like to do? You know, what's something you if you don't have any ideas, Pinterest, Google, chocolate of date night ideas for cheap date night ideas for a Wednesday night, you know, yeah, in home ideas for dates. See, all there types you go. Of things. That would be fun. An in home date and mm-hmm. inexpensive inexpensive. Right. I mean, for us, that means we are going to play a game. Mm-hmm. I love Chinese checkers. Yeah. Uh, or we'll play cards mm-hmm. and we just hang out at the table. We get some snacks. And, and I find that when we're playing games, that's when we talk even more. Yeah. We were having fun together and we're laughing. I, I think so, too. I really believe that when you give yourself the opportunity to be and share a space with your spouse while you both are, you know, doing an activity like games, like you said. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do believe in- increase in communication right there just off of playing a simple game. Yeah. And here's another tip. Even when you're not having a disagreement. Mm-hmm. But again, this is just something that you want to do to form a habit. Check in on each other. Mm. Okay. Ask them where they're at. Yeah. Talk to them and, and be present, by the way. They want to feel heard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how are you doing today at work, having a great day? How's your work day going? Or how are the kids? You know, have you gotten a break today yet? Just little things like that are so just incredible. Like, and it makes, I, for me personally, it makes me feel not only heard, but loved and cared about that he took time out of his day to send me a text message. I'm like, wow. I know he's typically really busy at work, you know, and he if it's for the me. Yeah, but he thought about me and took the yeah. time to just, you know, ask how my day was going. Right. And it's such a comforting feeling to know that they actually have you on their mind, mm-hmm. you know? Yes. Now, Ashley, you just reminded me of something. What? The five love languages. Oh, yeah. The five love languages. Like, Gary I think Chapman you, in the building today. Yes. We <laughs> love Gary Chapman. We absolutely do. I mean, he also did the five love languages. Mm-hmm. So, Ashley, when she was talking about that, it just automatically reminded me of her love language. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, hey, let's just go on ahead and talk about the love languages. We did ask our Instagram audience if they, they knew their spouse's love languages. Mm-hmm. And how many said yes? I can't remember. What was 58% it? 58% said, yeah, they do know their partner's love language. And 42% said they didn't. Okay. So we just absolutely encourage you guys to go on ahead, find it out, go mm-hmm. online. Mm-hmm. It totally changed our marriage. Mm-hmm. It totally changed our marriage because we were speaking our own love language to our partners. Yeah. And they, I, I mean, I know that I was doing that. And for me... He didn't have the same love language. Yeah, and vice- same. Yeah. Same with me. Yeah, me and Kyle have different love languages. And so while my top love language is words of affirmation, which just means using words to build up the other person, being encouraging, saying things like, you know, thank you for, you know, doing such a great job with the kids, honey, or thank you so much for taking care of the dishes, or you know what, you are doing such a phenomenal job, you know, at work or podcasting, whatever else you may say. Um, Those things mean a lot to me. Those words of encouragement mean a lot to me. And so that's my love language. And so that's how I would try to give him love as well is by saying good job. And while he liked it and appreciated it, it wasn't how he best received love. It wasn't his love language. 
Yeah, you know, my love language is words of affirmation as well. I yeah. mean, you tell me that I did a good job at something. Yes. And it makes my day. It just encourages me to do better. It does. Me too. And it reaffirms that I'm doing a good job. Yeah. It's it's like affirmation like just like it says I'm doing a good job and it's being noticed. And my spouse appreciates me. Yeah. So let's let's go over each one. So we just talked about words of affirmation, and that's encouraging them and affirming them and appreciating them. Mm -hmm. Now, there are some actions that you can take, right? Because Mm -hmm. it's not all like, hey, I love you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Love you, girl. Yeah, that's nuts. (laughs) I mean, there's a little more to it than that. So I got some tips. You could send them a note. Mm-hmm. You know, it means the world to me when I get flowers and there's a little card. I'll save my card. Oh, yeah. I, I told Ashley the other day I found this this card that was attached to flowers that Tim had sent me a couple of months ago. And all it said was, I love you. And I needed that at that very moment. I was having kind of a, a hard day and I accidentally found that note in a oh. book at work. And it just, it, it's still like, it meant so much to me, just as much as it did a couple of months ago. So oh. there are some actions that you, you can take just like that. You can give genuine encouragement. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you know what's going on in their life right now? Do you, mm-hmm. do you know where they need that encouragement, that motivation? Mm-hmm. But there's also some things to avoid. Mm. Mm-hmm. I know for me as a, a words of affirmation person, I don't like to get criticism. Mm. Oh, my gosh. It, it hurts, actually. Especially if it's not constructive and it's yes. coming off in like a harsh way or harsh tone. You're like, ooh, not okay. Definitely yeah. not feeling the love. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you what you're doing wrong, crazy. <laughs> no. <laughs> I think that's what I hear. Like, oh, oh no. no. And that's something I do have to fix. Like, this is not like a free pass. Like, you have to do this because this is the type of person that I am. Mm-hmm. This is not a free pass. I mean, you still have to work on yourself, right? You yeah. have to be honest with yourself. Mm-hmm. So what are the other love languages? Uh, Gifts. Gifts. A gift says he was thinking about me or she was thinking about me. Mm -hmm. Look what he or she got me. Look at this beautiful gift that they took the time out to go to the store and purchase or order online for me and, you know, spend their hard earned money on something for me. For no particular occasion. Yeah, no particular occasion or reason. And I think sometimes people who have the love language of gifts get a bad rap. They're like, oh, you materialistic. No, that is not it. It could be simple, too. Like like you were saying, it could have been flowers or something that was passed down. Or, you know, it could be something just small. It just says, wow, you were thinking about me. Yeah, Yeah. you were on my mind. I tell you what, there was some, the strength that I had at a deli. Mm-hmm. not long ago and mm-hmm. it was delicious it was so so good and my husband i'm talking about him a lot today but he is a wonderful guy mm-hmm. like seriously one of the most thoughtful people that i know and he went out and he found those drinks for me and got me a, a six pack that's nice. not alcohol by the way i'm not like you no know, it was just <laughs> a six pack of this like delicious yummy drink he went out and and found it and not only did he do that mm-hmm he also bought us some tools for the office. Oh, yeah. And brought them in. Yeah. Like, I mean, just for like no reason at all. He uh-huh. said, I just thought that you and Ashley might want some tools. Yeah. And just in case, like we have little things to tweak with our mic stands or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Been super helpful around this office. Yeah. 
and it just like it meant a lot it's you know he it's not like a, a diamond bracelet you don't have to do that i mm-hmm. mean that's intimidating right yeah like oh geez it's just another thing that i have to do and save up for yeah. it can be very simple and it could mean the world to yeah. somebody it doesn't have to be like, like a rolex right you, know? <laughs> you are thinking of me yeah number three let's roll on acts of service doing something for your spouse that you know they would like Mm -hmm. whether it's cooking a meal washing dishes vacuuming floors those are all acts of service and those may not be perceived as big acts but they are still acts where you are serving your spouse when you make them something for dinner you're serving them when you clean up you're serving them so you know i sometimes i don't want anybody to get the idea that it has to be a huge blown out acts you know just grand gesture grand gestures are nice i'm not against grand gestures but i'm saying in order for you to serve yourself on a daily basis that does not mean you have to do a grand gesture on a daily basis if acts of service is your spouse's number one right and you know we are talking about serving your spouse today mm-hmm. so you reminded me of this this bible verse yes mark Right. It was Mark chapter 10, verses 42 through 45, if you want to read that for our audience. It says, so Jesus called them together and said, you know that the rules in this world lord it over their people and officials flaunt their authority over those under them. But among you, it will be different. Whoever wants to be a leader among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first among you must be the slave of everyone else. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many. Mm -hmm. Wow. That was Jesus. Yeah. Jesus. Yep. Came to serve, not to be served. That's what I think about. Like, Jesus. Mm -hmm. How amazing is that? I think about Jesus washing the feet of Peter. Mm-hmm. Wow. That is serving. serving him. Yeah. That is the heart of a servant. And mm-hmm. that's what we want for you as the spouse, yeah. for each of you. And it brings you great joy, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, it does. So the other love language, physical touch. Mm-hmm. Okay. So how do you communicate physical touch? Well, did you say that that was actually Kyle's? Yeah. Okay, it's Kyle's. Kyle's is physical touch. Holding hands, hugging, kissing, intercourse, of course, (laughs) are all expressions of love. Um, But no, seriously, uh, Kyle definitely is uh, more about physical touch. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, it never has necessarily been my thing per se. My hands get a little bit sweaty and clammy. We're hugging up on the couch. It's 95 degrees. I'm feeling a little sweaty. Look, whatever, it's it's not about me though. And I definitely have had many times where I've had to tell myself, okay, Ash, you know, Kyle's physical touch, love language is physical touch. And so it's not about you. Get out of your own head and show him his love language express love to him in his love language you know we've have we have young kids and so it's just important also for them to see mom and dad interacting in a loving way and i often think about that as well mm-hmm. when it comes to physical touch like okay my kids are seeing us holding hands and kissing and hugging and seeing that as a normal part of you know an adult relationship right you I, know my parents love each other yeah my parents love right. each other and they express their love in different ways you know that was very important for me as a mom was for you know my children to be able to witness that because yeah. that's something that they can actually see yeah okay with their young eyes and it's hard for them to comprehend a lot of things but this is an action that they can actually see yes right right 
Now, there are some things that you will want to avoid, though, Mm -hmm. with somebody who is a physical touch type of person because they'll actually begin to feel neglected Mm. if you don't show them this. Yep. So that means long stints without having sex. Yeah. Right. Or kissing them. Yep. Or even holding their hands. And Mm -hmm. you and this is the thing as well. It might not be my bag, but I know in service of him, I definitely can't act like, oh, I don't want to do this, but I'm doing it just for you. You know, because that's also, I feel like, not serving him, you know? Exactly. Because then it's like, you don't want to do this, and I don't want you to do it just because I want... And that's not cool. I mean, there's... I'm guaranteeing things that Kyle does for me, whether it be the dishes, or putting the kids in a bath, or, you know, washing my car on a hot Saturday, you know? And I'm not... I'm sure that he didn't wake up and he was like, I would love to serve my wife by washing her car. No, but he does it out of love and adoration. And I don't hear him out there grumbling and complaining. And so that's something that I also need to reflect. When I show him his love language, whether it's my bag or not, I mean, mumbling and grumbling shouldn't go along with showing someone love. Right. You're just doing it out of your heart. Yeah, out of the the kindness of of your heart. Yeah, 100%. Yes. And Uh, I think we we only have um, one more, too. Oh, we do? Okay, which one is it? Quality time, by which I mean giving your spouse your undivided attention, taking a walk together or sitting on the couch with the TV off, talking and listening to Mm -hmm. one another. Right. So you're actually being fully present with them, and that means that you're not playing on your phone, Mm-mm. right? Not watching TV <laughs> or nope. all into the game or anything else that could take your attention away from your spouse. Right. You are actually being fully present with them. Mm-hmm. And again, it doesn't have to be this big intimidating thing like, oh, quality time. That means I've got to go get a hot air balloon ride signed up for us. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> no, it, it's just I think it can be very simple. Right. You're just sitting on the couch together and you're sharing what happened, you know, during your day. Yeah, exactly. You're like showing them that I I hear you and I see you. Mm -hmm. And I understand you and what it is that you're saying to me. And as you're expressing these things, I think during the quality time, you may be able to pick up on other ways that you can serve your spouse. Yeah. If you're fully present in that moment, you may be like, okay, I understand what my spouse is saying and what they're feeling in this moment. And now I know to respond by doing X or respond by doing Y. And that's just going to elevate your marriage in such a way that it's like, wow, how do we get to this place where our love is just overflowing for one another? It started with service. Yes. It started with being selfless. It started with caring about your spouse's needs before your own. It started with truly seeing your spouse as God sees them and not as you see them with a negative lens on, but switching that negative lens to a positive lens and saying, okay, God created you. You're also his child. Yeah, you are also his child and you deserve love how you best receive it. And that's what the love languages are all about is showing your spouse that love how they receive it best. Yeah. Ashley, well put. Thanks. You're welcome. Well put. That's something I have to tell myself. And it's not just with my spouse, but with the other people that I interact with. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. That this is also a child of God. Yeah. So true. They belong to God just like I do. And I need to treat them as if they're a child of God as well. Yeah. And that has helped me tremendously with having like a short temper here and there with whoever it is that I'm interacting with. Like, okay. Yeah. You are loved by the king. You are his. Mm -hmm. It's not all about me. 
right? Yeah, so true. That is absolutely true. So we've discussed quite a bit already. We've yeah. really gotten down on the selfless love. We have. I hope that you all are really just kind of up for a challenge because that's what we want. We want to challenge our audience to not only listen to our podcast, but to reflect on what we're saying and to take action in their own marriage, in their own relationship. If they're not in a relationship, they're taking notes like, okay, these are little mental notes I'm writing down mm -hmm. um, because we want you to be prepared and well-equipped to have a lasting marriage and relationship with your spouse. And, absolutely, you know, we want you to be able to outserve your spouse and your spouse to outserve you. Make it a fun game. Make yeah. Yeah. Fun challenge, Make it you know? a challenge. Try to outserve one yeah. another. I'm curious what would happen in a marriage if you're feeling disconnected. If you took one week with each other to mm -hmm. outservice one another. So try that. Yeah. We want you guys to try that. We're, we're challenging you to do that this week. Yeah. And we want to know what happened. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I'm pretty sure that there would be a lot of good to come out of that. Yeah. I think so, too. And I think that if you really take this challenge on and take it to heart, you will start to see things change in your relationship. And I think it's going to be incredible. I do, too. So yeah. please let us know. Like, just send us a message. We always tell you that you're going to remain anonymous. And if you want us to share it, we will. Yeah. But send us a message. I am very curious what would happen if you took this very seriously and you told your spouse, like, hey, this is what we're going to do this week. We're mm -hmm. going to take the love language test. Okay. Yep. We're going to figure out each other's love languages. We're going to put them into action. Yeah. Okay. We're going to learn it and we're going to put it into action. Yep. And, um, and let's see what happens to our marriage. Exactly. There's no way that disconnect that you're feeling is going to widen. There's yeah. no way. Mm -mm. As long as you both are willing, mm -hmm. improvement will be made. Right. Progress will be made. Right. You both have to be willing. That's very important to remember. I remember in Gary Chapman's book that we were just talking about, A Couple's Guide to a Growing Marriage, mm -hmm. the Bible study. He said that a mutual attitude of service on the part of both husband and wife leads to needs being met. But the attitude must be mutual. A submitting, serving wife but a demanding husband will never produce a happy marriage and vice mm. versa. The husband must learn to serve his wife as Christ serves the church. That's Ephesians chapter 5, verse 25. And the wife must serve her husband as to the Lord. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 22. Mm. All right. So we did have a couple of questions from our audience. I think we yeah. could take like a couple of minutes to answer them. So Ashley and I, we answer these questions and, and to keep it lighthearted, we have decided to nickname it Doom in the Bedroom. Doom in the Bedroom. Doom in the Bedroom. <laughs> I wish we had some sound effects for that, right? Like I a, know, we're going to have to add some in yes. there. Doom in the Bedroom. Doom in the Bedroom. And that's just because we do get some questions that are sent our way. Mm -hmm. Okay. So Ashley, do you have the, the first question? Yeah, I have it here. What tools can I use to motivate myself to serve when I don't feel like serving? Mm. Wow, that's a big one for me is the feeling thing. Because there's a lot of things that we have to do every day that we don't necessarily feel like doing. Exactly. We don't want to go to work some days, but we have to go if we want that paycheck. You know, some days we, you know, are exhausted, but we still got to make dinner so that our kids can be fed. And the same goes in your marriage. You know, I may not necessarily feel like, you know, showing my spouse their love and their love language. I may not feel like serving, but I know in order to have a happy and sustainable marriage that will experience longevity, 
and an increase in love and in passion, I know that I have to serve. Just like if you want a paycheck, you have to go to work. This It should be that much more for your spouse. Right, because this is a person that you chose to spend the rest of your life with. You yeah. chose them. You love them. They're going to be around for the long haul. Well, I mean, at least that's their hope. But this yeah. is the person that you chose, mm-hmm. right? That They should be a, a priority in your life. And, okay, so we don't have like a magical cure for this, Mm-mm. right? It's just about taking action yeah, and just doing it. Yeah, just do it. Just do it. Nike. Nike's in the building. Just do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Question number two. Should I still serve my spouse when I feel mistreated by them? Now, this was a tough one because we mm. we don't understand exactly what they mean by that. They, yeah. they did not elaborate. And I, yeah. and I wish they did because there's a couple of things here. I mean, what do you mean by mistreating? Mm-hmm. Are they having an affair? Mm. Well, kick their butt out. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. And don't welcome them home until they're getting help. Yeah. That's like, I have this kind of tough ad- attitude about that. You kick their butt out and you do not let them back in the house until they are tackling these serious issues. Yeah. Like, and they have to show it too, by the way. Mm-hmm. They it's have to be show it. It's not like, well, I'll never do it again. Okay, we'll come back. Yeah. That happens. That happens so much in these, like, these serious issues. Like if there's infidelity, you're looking at porn. Um, you're talking mm-hmm. to other women, then you tell them that you're not going to treat me like this, okay? You're not going to do this to our marriage. There are consequences here, and you need to learn those consequences. You kick them out, let them do the work, okay? And you might have to do that a couple of times. Yeah. You might have to until they get the point like, okay, she's not going to put up with this. Yeah. Now, if it's something serious, like physical abuse. Yeah, get help immediately. Immediately, you turn to a trusted friend or a trusted family member, but make mm-hmm. sure that this is a very healthy person that you are turning to. It just can't be anybody, right? Mm-hmm. That's so true. Right? Yeah. And there's also resources that you can turn to. Yeah. Yep. You can definitely, if it's at that point where you are being mistreated physically, you know, call the authorities, get them call involved, them. Mm-hmm. you know, go to a counselor. If you feel like you don't have the strength necessary to, take it to that level go to a counselor and express yourself express what's going on they're probably going to tell you similar things that this is an unhealthy relationship this is unhealthy for you to be Mm -hmm. in this position in your home and so we just want you to seek help right and if you have a pastor Mm, yeah please please talk to your pastor yep let them know what's going on and don't don't feel ashamed about it Mm. okay that's not your fault nobody that that is absolutely your not your fault. Nobody deserves to be physically abused by the person that they love. No one. Period. Mm-hmm. Period. So if you have a pastor, turn to them, and you know what your your spouse should feel ashamed mm-hmm. if they're laying their hands on you. Don't worry about how the pastor is going to look at them. Mm-mm. They deserve to feel ashamed. Mm-hmm. Okay. So please, we are begging you, if it's that. Level of abuse, yeah. Yeah, then please, please go talk to somebody and make sure that it's a healthy person. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, Aj. I could not agree more. Thank you. Thank you. So uh, I think that we have actually covered it all. Yeah. Um, today was 
a good episode. I, I hope it was. At least yeah, we want to know your feedback. We though. do want to hear your feedback. Yeah. If you haven't already, we'd absolutely love if you would drop us a review below, whether you're on Apple Podcasts or Google Play. When you just write a review for us, what it does is it opens up the door for us to be discovered by other women who may need to hear this. So we appreciate that so much. If yeah. you would take the time to do that. Um, we just want to thank you all from the bottom of our heart. This podcast is absolutely 100% for you. I mean, and Audrey do enjoy doing it and preparing for it but our heart is just to serve our audience and every time we get on here to serve you all that's all we're hoping to accomplish is for you to walk away from this podcast thinking a little bit different taking little tips and nuggets and things that we give and just really you know receiving those things into your heart so thank you all so much for tuning in today and again you know whenever you submit your your feedback and even if it's negative that just lets us better serve you. Yeah. So please don't hold back. Be transparent because we want to do a better job for you yeah. and let us know what you need. Exactly. And don't forget that you can also send us questions on our Instagram, mm-hmm. the Hope and Her show. Yep. So please, you know, send those questions. We will answer them on air. You get to remain totally anonymous. Exactly. Okay. And yeah. we'll be honest with you. Exactly. But there's also a level of grace here because we do love you guys very much i mean you guys are where our hearts are at so exactly wow so thank you all so much for tuning in and that's a wrap that's a wrap